0: Welcome, one and all, as Fantastic Geek talks Star Trek Day. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hailing frequencies are open.
1: Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. September 8th, the 56th anniversary of the airing of the first original series, TV show. Yeah, an opportunity,
0: uh, a, a rather... Well executed, a heartfully executed uh, operation here for Paramount Plus, for Star Trek, for the fans, uh, on this Star Trek day, uh, which we'll dive on into shortly. Just want to, as always, go, uh, go around the horn here for the episode, for the discussion, Leaves Orbit. Uh, over on our Patreon page, there's a new Patreon exclusive uh, there. W- won't say more than that, other than say uh, thanks to our patrons for making it all possible.
1: Yes, you asked for it. We have given it to you. The first of a couple of these types of uh, exclusives. So check it out on Patreon.com/slash Fantastic Geek.
0: Available on wide release on the Pop Culture Podcast uh, feed, as well as the Andor feed. Uh, will be our Andor Star Wars podcast, uh, which will the show itself will be launching in less than two weeks. Gonna gonna flash back and revisit both the beginning and the end of the Andor Saga. Uh, as we we go back to our Rogue One coverage. That's gonna hit the Andor feed tomorrow. Uh, we'll be talking a final preview of Andor sometime next week as we count down to uh another space battle show.
1: Can't believe we're inside a fortnight finally before we get that show. They kind of moved the goalposts, was originally supposed to be the first two episodes on August 31st, we're getting three episodes on uh, Wednesday, September 21st. Can't get here quick enough. talk all about that series next week for you.
0: And uh, in the in the closer uh, time sphere, we'll be talking She-Hulk episode four on Saturday. that's your your She-Hulk Saturday continuing to love the adventures there. and then Pete, Bringing things a bit back towards Star Trek here. What'll we what will we be doing on Star Trek Sunday?
1: Lower Decks episode three hundred three here. Already three deep into this third season. It's blinking by, uh, but we will bring you that on Sunday.
0: So as we dive on into Star Trek Day news here, we're basically going to move uh chronologically through the star trek day um presentation pete there was some news that i don't think was uh, given a prominent mention at the star trek day live festivities indeed you said you did not know about it so maybe other listeners didn't are you ready to hear some hashtag star trek day latest news hit me okay Uh, i i'm gonna read out this headline i'm gonna pause as I feed out the headline to you to kind of, I don't know if you're going to give astonished gasps or whatever it might be. So you're ready. Here we go. Yes. Will Wheaton returns as Wesley Crusher in Star Trek online Ascension. That's right. The latest expansion pack for the Star Trek online game. Will Wheaton returns as mirror Wesley Crusher.
1: Okay. Uh, we've never gotten the mirror wesley crusher we just got him back as the traveler in season two of picard i hope that's not a spoiler half a year after that happened uh but yeah all right cool uh will wheaton is back in a star trek video game uh
0: for the Star Trek Day festivities proper, the red carpet uh was hosted by Jackie Cox and Mary Chifo, both of whom brought uh, energy, enthusiasm. It was great to hear, kind of in rat-a-tat style. It was great to hear uh from some of the folks passing on through. Also, I think too, they were wise to kind of I think that was kind of semi-pre-taped because it would be like, let's hear from so-and-so. And now here's some footage from this. Oh, look, and now we have somebody else there. So I think a good job done by both
1: co-hosts. Matt, particularly touching, was uh, Chifo uh, on the red carpet there with her co-star, Kenneth Mitchell. Uh, Kenneth Mitchell, of course, at this point in a wheelchair and unable to speak without a machine because of the effects of ALS of Lou Gehrig disease, Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, And, you know, she asked him uh, questions about what Star Trek day means to him. You know, obviously he's past his ability uh, to do regular performances, but nice to get him there. Important to him. Uh, says that his son is into Star Trek, and it was a really nice moment. And again, I think, really cuts to the quick of what Star Trek is about.
0: For those who did not see that portion of the red carpet, Ken Mitchell also appeared to be um, under assistive breathing. So certainly, the ALS has uh, has progressed uh, quickly and, and unfortunately. Um, I give Chifo all the credit in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Jackie Cox as well, but of course, Chifo, having having worked with Kenneth Mitchell, she was so upbeat and so positive. I think what yeah. could have been, I mean the 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 state of his disease is clear to us all. We know the end point of ALS. Um, Mary Chifo made it a bittersweet but lovely moment. and uh, it, it, you know, it it's a reminder to enjoy enjoy the moments in life. Uh, and I think indeed, Ken Mitchell today enjoying the moments of his life, enjoying Star Trek Day and so forth, and you know, definitely a bittersweet moment there, but one that I'm glad that they uh, that they that they took us to.
1: This is a guy who's played several roles in Star Trek: Discovery, and as Chifo noted, playing both uh, her greatest enemy as well as her son, really kind of cool, um, and uh, you know, a, a nice thing to see there on that red carpet Matt this of course the first Star Trek day since the recent passing of Nichelle Nichols and a really really touching tribute there for her
0: it was and that was something mentioned uh both as the welcome remarks were made by Paul F. Thompson and um Tony Newsom uh, of course later in the Star Trek day uh Agenda There there was a segment dedicated to Nichelle Nichols there. Um, all of it, I think, you know, very heartfelt, uh, certainly very appropriate, uh, given the great contribution on and off screen that uh, Nichelle Nichols had in Star Trek and in life. But to stick in that first segment for a moment, um, I mean, Paul F. Tompkins, super funny guy. Tawny Newsom, obviously, is known for more comedic roles. Put the pair of them together. Um, they just kind of sizzled on screen there as not just doing the welcome segment, but kind of your hosts throughout. Uh, they all they also both, particularly Tawny Newsom, knew when to abandon the teleprompter script. And at various points, both were saying, like, nope, fast forward, we moved on from that. Like they kind of seemed uh they seemed moving faster than maybe the production did in terms of their ability to get up there, improv, keep things moving, read the moment, and so forth. So, I mean. I don't want to say Star Trek is lucky to get Paul F. Tompkins because not like this is, you know, like Robert Redford or something like that. But Star Tre- the Star Trek family is made better by Paul F. Tompkins. We know the Star Trek family uh, is better with Tony Newsom there and with the, the prospect of live action and so forth. And these are enthusiastic, funny, improvising, uh, energetic hosts. Uh, there was a host last year who I think uh, wished that he was not there or thought that he was better, whatever that might be. These two hosts were great. Uh, and of course, after their welcome remarks, we headed into the Star Trek Picard segment.
1: Yeah, really the the big keynote, if you will. Um, and we got some footage there. We've confirmed some things for this third and final season, uh, least of which, Matt, is the premiere date of february 16th 2023 which i believe has some greater significance
0: uh pete i i genuinely know because i've had this burned into my heart that is lavar burton's birthday also happens to be my brother's birthday but he doesn't listen to the podcast neither does lavar burton but we're talking star <laughs> trek here you don't uh, know that <laughs> uh not that, that's true uh so lavar you know what if you do listen dms are open uh you're my childhood hero thanks for uh fundamentally uh having an impact on my life for the better uh in, in a variety of ways um but uh yeah got the date there i don't think we were um like blown out of the water oh my goodness it's coming out within three weeks of when it has come out in the previous years you know obviously there was a a COVID gap year and so forth but it's a january or a february time um but you know 10 episodes that does give us some sort of sense as to when other shows will return like not for nothing Stranger Worlds looking at you for another springtime return and so forth um i have to say Pete the trailer for Star Trek Picard season 3 you know you know i've had some ups i've had some downs for the first two seasons um this brand new show Star Trek Picard season 3 uh looks fantastic different from the other two seasons <laughs> a lot of prominence on some fresh some fresh old faces if you will and Pete I think I think we've seen that bridge set before
1: I think we have as well finally name checked here it is the USS Titan although what letter might be on there uh not clear at this point but it is not the stargazer as it was the set for that last season um The majority, almost all of our next generation uh, actors get a moment in the trailer. It's great, Uh, except for Brent Spiner, who's not playing Data. Uh, We still don't know who he's playing. He's not the villain. Um, We still don't know the villain. That's the big prevailing mystery at this point. Um, but you know, the, the gravitas, the seriousness of this seems to be some kind of attack that takes place. A building implodes. We knew before from the original footage that we were given, uh, that, uh, Picard and Frakes would be hitting the road here. We get some Gates McFadden as uh, Beverly Crusher. We get a quick shot of wharf. We get a quick shot of, uh, Jordy. Um, Troy there looks like she's resumed her counselor role and, uh, really, really can't wait for February 16th.
0: Yeah. I think in so far as star Trek in the last, let's say four or five years, they've, they've tweaked that recipe a little bit and there there's kind of a little bit, there there's a retro element that has come back, whether that's, you know, in the timeline or, you know, w- whatever it is, there's been a slight tweak here. and It's just like. It just hits, and you got the bridge. I mean, fine, it's the Stargazer Bridge, which, you know, I drooled over all of... Well, for the two episodes that showed up in Season 2, and I wanted more of it, and I just, like, ready for that, Find some new new bridge. Oh, man, Pete, can you imagine Star Trek reusing a bridge set? Like, how long were they on the motion picture bridge for six movies and seven seasons of Next Generation and into Voyager, you know? So I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Um, this
1: after you sent me... Photos of some other set?
0: Yes, shared at Star Trek Las Vegas from uh Picard Season Three production folks. I don't know if it was Dave Blast, the production designer, or people kind of in that department. Um, they were definitely rebuilding the Enterprise D bridge. So I would look out for that. Is it uh I mean, I guess your options are a holodeck or a flashback, right? Or maybe time travel, but um, they were absolutely positively rebuilding that so um there's that to look forward to as well and i think pete the itch of that like i thought you were gonna give me an enterprise but it's okay it's not quite maybe we're setting up you know star trek titan the spinoff of star trek picard which we've discussed for the last season of picard um but you want to say well oh, i thought you were gonna give me an enterprise okay that's an itch well where's brent spiner that's an itch these are good problems to have mm-hmm. this is in line with what do you mean no thor trailer what do you mean no black panther trailer like when you're having the discussion like i thought you were gonna do more and i have question marks that's a good marketing position to be in
1: it is you can't you know throw it all out there now uh, you know, the number of months we are away from this, still with Lower Decks on. We got Prodigy's uh, return date today as well, and that's going to take us into Picard.
0: Uh, Pete, let's transition now to Discovery, and let's not leave the Discovery discussion without talking about one of the first people who worked on Discovery. We'll save that for the end. Uh, the Discovery portion, four reasons that I Guess. I mean, I don't I got I don't know offhand the full like what's the COVID movement bubble situation in Toronto. So maybe that trumps everything. Right. No pun intended. But I think it's a little lame that there were zero Discovery people either in person or now let's go to the satellite uplink. Um the decision was made. We know, Pete, that in the next six months. Uh, Lower Decks is going to finish up this current season, Picard new season, Stranger Worlds new season, Prodigy um, sprinkled in there and so forth. That's a production fact. We know that we're probably not getting Discovery at least until Stranger World season two ends, which would put us somewhere in the summer, like in the roughly yeah. one year mark from now. So that if you don't want us, you know, just as again, let's look at the best in the business, Disney marketing, just as they don't want us focused right now on fantastic four ahead of the thing ahead of black panther in two months okay fine i understand that we get a set tour from wilson cruz he's enthusiastic um he i like some of the stuff where it's like this fantastic spaceship and out this door you see the backs of plywood with glue and uh, nails you know like (laughs) great reminder um you know oh they did the the, the 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 tried and true who is here why it's, it's tv's an equal martin green and so forth um if we were going to get five minutes pre-taped it was it was the best five minutes pre-taped possible i say
1: yeah. When I had seen the announcement that they were going to do a set tour, I was really hopeful. Like you mentioned, you know, Oh, hey we'll go to the uplink and all right, the cameraman's going to follow Wilson Cruz around. And you know, of course the block it out and figure out what they're going to do. All right. So they didn't do that. And like you said, it, it may be a factor of the pandemic and the zones and where they're allowed to go. Although, um, other than on set, uh, with, you know, support people didn't seem like there were a lot of protocols that at least Canada is still observing. Um, but yeah, to get Sonequa Martin-Green, to get Anthony Rapp, uh, I think the biggest surprise, how much of Mary Wiseman we got in the behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, we knew she was going to come back, but, you know, that they were doing this when she was there, both behind the scenes and then, when they do some of the bridge stuff with uh Martin Green, she was on the set for that as well. Uh, I was kind of shocked that they threw that out there.
0: Uh, I would agree that I would agree that it was if they're saving that as like and Mary Wiseman back full time or back recurring or you know you know like hey we're starting out at Starbase and there she is like that would have been nice as a little surprise. It is also so far out. I'll I'll take the happiness that she's back there. Really look forward to uh, hearing about the the projects that she had left Discovery for, and, and I really look forward to to seeing whatever it is that she's you know she's made in the interim. But yeah, excited to have her back. You know, part of the Discovery family there. Um, Pete, speaking of the Discovery family, okay, what is? Can you name one of the writing luminaries who from from, from Jump Street? was tied to that you know to the early seasons of Star Trek Discovery.
1: Of course I can. That's Nicholas Meyer.
0: So Nicholas Meyer comes out um and says that he's had this this you know from early on he's had this this con story and how they were going to make a show but it didn't work out and it still hasn't worked out but he can announce he says to the live audience that they're going to be doing Star Trek con said the Alpha 5. As a podcast, pause. No one applauds. He says, So that's going to be coming next year. Thank you, everybody. And then there's polite applause as he goes backstage. Um, Pete, I must confess, I don't have a lot of uh, listening experience for scripted podcasts. Uh, I do love me some old timey radio shows. So I'm a captive audience here as a podcast listener and I'm ready for that kind of thing. But Boy, was that underwhelming to hear that the idea he had for a a, a series, a limited series, a mini series, a TV movie is now going to be, we're going to get some voice actors and some, it, it's basically going to be the, uh, the, uh, you know, pocketbooks audio heyday of the 1990s, which is some good stuff. Um, but that's it, once mighty nicholas meyer who ran the writer's room and who brought his dog to the writer's room and told the youngins this is how you make star trek pete he's got a a podcast story coming out next year
1: is it possible matt that you know somebody thought uh they would make the announcement no this is seti alpha (laughs) five
0: um i know this look nicholas meyer is a is a, an elder statesman of star trek uh super intelligent verbose, and so forth um I do wonder if maybe in retrospect the powers that be that put together Star Trek Day thought that maybe he was gonna gonna whip him up into a frenzy. Pete, look, I'll just say what I'm thinking. He looked a little defeated that the guy who has written and directed major motion pictures throughout the decades is now like making a, making a radio show for your phone, for your phone, your, for your, earpods pods and your, and whatnot. He looked defeated. I'm sorry to say.
1: So this has been a long gestating project that at least is going to see the light of day in some form. Uh, I think we had all hoped for a series or a mini series. I like the idea you threw out. You even do the made for TV movie. Um, I don't want to belittle a podcast on a podcast, um, but it's not what we expected. It's it's really not. Um, give me the the voice cast, perhaps. I mean, have you have you lured Cumberbatch back for this? Uh, you know, who who are you putting there? Will it in some way be connected to some of the characters that have uh, roots? within uh the current Star Trek universe, you know, looking at Strange New Worlds with uh Laon nuni and saying um you know, that could provide a little bit of sizzle, but yeah, as you're noting, kind of went over like a lead in a cell.
0: Uh Pete, next up was some Lower Decks discussion. Here we are uh in in still in the early episodes of season 3 of Lower Decks. We know season 4 production is underway. And, um, you know, there's this there's this question, when will it go to live action? Will we see any of it in this season? Is it just going to be in Strange New Worlds this upcoming summer? You know, I, I just, I love me some Lower Decks.
1: Yeah, and it's been great to have it back. Uh, I had hoped we get it a little sooner than its spot. It's kind of carved out every August, but only because I'm impatient for it. And uh, to know that they're making more. Uh, this, this little engine that, that not could, that does and, uh, cranks it out and makes it funny and reaches deep.
0: Yeah. And it was great to see Tony Newsom and Noel Wells speaking about the show. Uh, I know I have noted, I think without any, any sense of, uh, sense of conspiracy, but I've noted that in some of the prior, um, press events for lower decks, particularly in the full on COVID, you know, zoom era where in my mind, it's pretty easy to hop on the pre-taped thing because you go, Ma, be quiet. I got to record my thing for work. And you go to the quiet spot and you record it. Like Noelle Wells hadn't, hadn't showed up for some of those, um, but she was lovely and, and fantastic uh, in this. And, you know, just these, these are two of the, the core four voice actors, uh, obviously, for Star Trek Lower Decks and, uh, you know, important parts of the Star Trek family
1: three a clip as well from later in the season you had the third episode drop today um but later in the season matt we're gonna get a return to a season one type of episode we're gonna get another crisis point
0: and you know it's funny i didn't watch the clip then i later saw the clip named differently and mm-hmm. it, it mentioned the crisis point thing so pete i've yet to i've yet to re- i've yet to watch the clip period but I, i'm glad to know that that just that really fun. I mean, you want to talk about meta on top of the the show is already meta enough where it's kind of self-referential or Star Trek referential. And now it's like returning to an in-universe movie. That's spoofing movies, but also the characters, but also Star Trek movies and like all of that. You know, I, 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 I say, let's do a Vindicta episode every season.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they just have such fun with it. It's so different yet fits within this universe of star trek
0: uh there also was some discussion about star trek prodigy and uh, pete i want to uh, what i want to say here okay this is truly with zero sarcasm here i i give so much credit to star trek incorporated paramount nickelodeon the whole bunch they have this thing that i think you know at, at creation you go is there a place for a star trek kids cartoon um And what does that look like? Does that look like, you know, because originally it was ordered from Nickelodeon, then brought over to Paramount, and it's going to go back to Nickelodeon, and so forth. To think, Pete, in the first season of 20 episodes, okay, the first time any Star Trek Prodigy premiered was October 28th, 2021, okay? They air with some breaks and so forth the first half of that season, uh, wrapping up in February of this year. Then basically for the last six months or so, maybe a little bit less than that, but um in the summertime here they have been on nickelodeon airing the episodes so my point is this pete i don't want to say get blood from a stone because that sounds that's like a negative but they're getting so much mileage out of star trek prodigy is it a streaming beast is it for the uh the paramount plus accounts that are clearly adult skewing is it for kids that watch nickelodeon they're saying why not both why not find out what it is pete there's as you know as a fervent viewer of the show there are still 10 episodes in the first season mm-hmm. that have yet to be released and we next month is the one year mark of when the show started and again that's mm-hmm. with full credit to them that they're getting maximum mileage out of this thing that you know at the outset you're not quite sure where it's supposed to fit so the answer is let's find where it fits and let's fit it in multiple spots it's, it's a fabulous fabulous job
1: i was unaware that it has since started to air on nickelodeon uh, we watched it on Paramount Plus. They they broke up the first half of that season into those two pieces. They're going to release the first half of the first season physically um, in October. And then uh, the last week of Lower Decks, um, that's Thursday, October 27th, will be the first week of the second half of... <laughs> The first season of Star Trek Prodigy.
0: Um, again, not sure where it fits, so they're finding a the spot. Uh, I mean, this- listen,
1: with the with the clip that they put out today, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it. Um, and again, this has been out there for a while. Uh, you know, Prodigy's first half of the season, but to get hologram Janeway being chased in another ship by actual Janeway. Uh yeah, I'll be there on October twenty-seventh.
0: And I mean certainly Kate Mulgrew's enthusiasm for this show. I mean, Kate Mulgrew's appreciation for what seven seasons of a show in the nineteen nineties and the early two thousands, like not just like, oh, that was good for like acting or it's good for money. Like she gets it. She's one of the top people gets that she changed lives with Star Trek, even with, you know, oh well, this episode we were all really hot and miserable, or that episode we were fighting, or this one it was a stinker because the writing didn't work out. Like sh- she knows the impact that Star Trek has had. Here she is, you know, easy enough to roll up to the the microphone as well, but just so enthusiastic as a as an ambassador of Star Trek. And um, yeah, it's just it's such a great story. The Prodigy is maybe even the story I resisted a little bit, but just the story behind the show is so wonderful.
1: It is, and you know, I think what they've done the best with Star Trek Day is really kind of. Focus on, you know, who are our brand ambassadors? Who are the people that can really speak to what Star Trek means? And they've been very smart about putting them out there for this.
0: There was a, uh, at this point in the in the chronology, uh, there was the Michelle Nichols uh, moment of reflection kind of properly done there. And, uh, you know, certainly a lot of reverence and grace uh, in that segment. Uh, and then they concluded with the uh, "Strange New World" segment. It was uh, Tondi Newsom interviewing Rebecca Romaine, Jess Bush, Christina Chang, Celia Rose, Melissa Navia, and Babs Mukin. And um, they had a little little reflection on the first season. They had some some secret thoughts about the next season. We got got some clips as well. So, where do you want to dive on into first, Pete?
1: I mean can we just talk about the wonderful representation of that panel 56 years into star Trek history? Yeah. And you know, in
0: the last week or so, there's been a lot of, you know, if, if Stan Lee saw this, if, if J.R. Tolkien saw this, they'd be, (sighs) I mean,
1: they saw it, they'd be down with it. And Stan Lee, would be right there shaking his butt.
0: Yeah. Um, gene would approve of this panel Mm -hmm. in part because gene always appreciated a a a pretty a pretty face shall we say but you know these are great characters some of these are characters uh that he oversaw the creation of right Mm -hmm. there there's number one there's uh there's nurse chapel and um obviously uh yeah obviously the doctor is a smaller character but um but there nonetheless. and heck you know we have a noonian sing there i mean Andrew hurrah right sorry yes yeah, all but yeah. all but ortegas there's some kind of gene dna there um and you know they're there they're looking fabulous in their outfits i'm thinking back to when we saw them at the world premiere and they had different fabulous outfits and it was just you know I, the future for star trek strange new world there's a lot of episodes ahead there's a lot of show ahead and there's a lot of love ahead
1: That was really a breakout show for Star Trek in the spring um, and early summer there. So to return to that and knowing that it's going to be about a year, maybe a little less, hopefully, till we're getting season two, uh, they've wrapped production uh, and then to give you a scene there and to focus on a, a character that we all want more of in Ortega's. Uh, you know, uh, a piloting trip to Rigel 7, some costumes there. You got Spock, you got Pike, you got Lon, you got Dr. Umbanga. Can't wait to see it. Uh, You know, looks pretty finished up. I'm going to guess an early episode, if not 201. Uh, But we'll see. Can't get here soon enough.
0: Yeah, I mean they they all just gelled on the stage they all you know clearly the show is working uh they also knew like i wish i could say more but it's the star trek secret and all of that you know like it's just it was a great enthusiastic way to end things i know that there had been uh discussion um like you know it was kind of weird like hit with the two live action shows then do two animated and then michelle nichols and then come back with strange new worlds like you know ahead of time it was like what does the shape of that look like what does the emotion of that look like they were right to end on Stranger Worlds listen Star Trek Discovery is the modern Star Trek OG it is the foundation upon which all of this is built uh it's the foundation upon which CBS All Access slash Paramount Plus is built um but Star Trek Stranger Worlds is is the shiny toy of the future here and uh they were right to end with it because it just it gave a great uplift there
1: I'm glad what we didn't get out of today was any kind of hint that, all right, season five, the final season of Star Trek Discovery. Um, I'm a little disappointed we didn't get, like, all right, and now that Picard has wrapped and we've given you a date, uh, here is the cast of Star Trek Section 31 or Star Trek Starfleet Academy or. Star Trek other spinoff here. Um, they've said five's the number. We're gonna go down to four after Picard here. So really anticipating the next move out of the Star Trek universe.
0: And you know, Pete, it could be one of those things where it's, you know, it's Hollywood Reporter and Deadline and Variety stories that they're secretly casting, the Academy show, and you know, it could be those kind of level things, but outside of the hollywood sphere it's not necessarily news yet it's not confirmed etc cetera, etc cetera. you know it could be one of these things that kind of like we you me our podcast listeners and so forth we see it coming because uh look somebody found a casting sheet that got thrown in the garbage and took a picture and put it on twitter you know kind of those things versus like the official announcement that comes at the Whatever, you know, at the end of Lower Decks or at the Picard premiere or whatever it is, kind of when they're ready and we go, well, yeah, we know they've been filming for two weeks because we saw the thing in, uh, you know, uh, San Diego where they're on top of the building, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, all in good time, certainly.
1: Yeah, so for Star Trek Day, a thing they've now made an annual tradition and they kind of give you two of these a year as they've done the first contact day as well in April. Great to get really a panoramic view across this universe, get some little nuggets, add the uh, live portion of it, the red carpet here as, you know, hopefully we start to move into the latter stages of the pandemic here. And uh, yeah, the thing that we're all really excited about.
0: Well, Pete, certainly looking forward to keep the Star Trek conversation going, what with uh, seven or so episodes of Lower Decks uh, in our weekly hopper, and then now we have the fixed date for Picard in February. So how can people be in touch with you on Twitter to talk Star Trek?
1: You find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R J K L R K E T E 12,693 followers, can't be wrong.
0: And while i on personally on Twitter as looking back lost. Do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail where we are fantastic geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more
1: facebook.com slash fantastic geek, all one word with the P and the H like it today on the pop culture
0: podcast feed. Uh, in the next couple of days, we got some she Hulk. We got some star Trek, lower decks Andor coming at you early next week. Pete, Who knows when the next earth-shattering Star Trek news event will be, but we'll certainly uh, be ready to jump on that as soon as it happens. And for now, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word.
1: Talk to you soon.